In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord to you, Make for yourself bonds and yokes, and put them on your neck, and send the word to the king of Edom, to the king of Moab, to the king of the sons of Solomon, to the king of Tyre, and to the kings of Sidon, by a messenger who come to Jerusalem, to, Jedah, to Zedekiah, king of Judah. Command them to go to their master, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the men, and the beasts, which are on the face of the earth, by my great power, and by my outstretched arm, and I will give it to the, to the one who is pleasing in my sight. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and I have given him also the wild animals of the field, the serpent. All the nations shall serve him, and his son and his grandson, until the time of his own land comes, and many nations and great kings will make him their servant. I'll, it will be that the nation or the kingdom which you which will not serve him, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and which will not put his neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, I will punish that nation with a sword, with famine, with pestilence, declares the Lord, until I have destroyed it by his hand. But as for you, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, or your sorcerers. He speaks to you, saying, You will not serve the king of Babylon. For they prophesy a lie to you in order to remove you far from the land. And I will drive you out, and you will perish. But the nation which will bring its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon will serve him. I will let him remain on this land, declares the Lord, and they will tear and blow it. Alright, uh, let me notice a few things with you here. In the beginning of the reign of, how many of you have Zedekiah? How many of you have Jehoiakim? Alright, so I wasn't in the reign of both of these, was it? Um, here's the deal. Uh, three Hebrew manuscripts only, and the Syriac and the Arabic version have Zedekiah. The rest of the manuscripts have Jehoiakim. But for various reasons, including what's said later in the chapter, it seems very likely it's Zedekiah. And probably, this was a copyist error, conforming this to 26.1, and probably those three Hebrew manuscripts that have Zedekiah, plus the Arabic and the Syriac, are probably right. Zedekiah is probably better here. Happens every once in a while, some sort of textual difference. Um... I'll throw this out. We have no idea why. The names of Jeremiah, Zedekiah, and Nebuchadnezzar are all spelled differently in Hebrew in chapters 27 and 29. In fact, in some of your translations, you may have that sometimes with Nebuchadnezzar. In some translations, it's Nebuchadrezzar some of the time. (laughs) Just a different spelling. I don't really know why. I don't know if he went by both. I mean, sometimes we've got things like that, you know, Ed and Eddie or whatever. Maybe it's something like that. We don't really know. (laughs) But uh, that's the case for whatever it's worth. Well, anyhow, I think this is the beginning of Zedekiah's reign. God tells Jeremiah, make bonds and yokes. Now, Jeremiah was good at, like, visual aid kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, make bonds and yokes and send word to, look at verse 3, the kings of... Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon, all the nations around Judah, by the messengers who come to Jerusalem. 
So we've got some sort of a summit meeting going on with Jeru- in Jerusalem because you've got the messengers from all these surrounding nations that have come to Zedekiah in Jerusalem. Now, you wonder, why did they all get together for this big powwow in Jerusalem? I don't know for sure, but my guess is they're trying to form some sort of coalition to resist and maybe even overthrow Babylon. That's my guess. We don't know for sure, would fit very well here anyway, because he says, command them to go back to their masters, the kings, and say, God says, you know, I have made the earth and the man and the beasts by my great power and my outstretched arms, and I'm going to give it to Nebuchadnezzar, my servant. (laughs) And I've given him also the wild animals, and the nations will serve him, and his son, and his grandson, until the 70 years are up, when Nebuchadnezzar then is destroyed. So, he's saying God is going to make sure that all these nations are going to be conquered by Babylon, and if they don't, if they try to resist, they're punished with the sword, famine, and pestilence. Verse 8, the the trio, sword, famine, and pestilence, is the Jeremiah's favorite threat. That trio occurs 15 times in the book. That's kind of the way God punishes. So, He's saying to the, the messengers that have come from these surrounding nations, uh, along with the visual aid of the yokes, go back and say you better put your neck under the yoke to Babylon. Tell your kings that. Because if you don't, God's going to punish you. You know, God's decree is Nebuchadnezzar, for the next three generations, is going to be the one who's in charge. And verse 9, don't listen to... And he gives you this uh, laundry list of people who claim to know the future. Don't listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, your sorcerers, who are all telling you what? You shall not serve the king of Babylon. No, no, no problem, no threat. You won't serve Babylon. You know, it's amazing how crises gives rise to spiritual quacks. (laughs) To guys who claim everything will be fine. Well, they have no idea what they're talking about, but it sure does sell well. In a crisis, everybody's looking for somebody to say, God says things will be okay. And people like them. As Jeremiah said earlier in his book, they say, peace, peace, when there's no peace. You know, everybody always wants to hear it's going to be okay. God said it's going to be okay. He said, don't listen to these guys. (laughs) You know, they are not helping. They prophesy a lie to you, verse 10. Now, I don't think this is what they intended, but this is the result. Look at verse 10. For they prophesy a lie to you in order to remove you far from your land. The lie they prophesy... As the result of getting you kicked off your land, sending you into exile, basically. Because the lie makes you not repent, makes you think you're okay. Go back to the medical analogy. You know, this really nice doctor who always tells you what you want to hear, he does the test, he says, oh no, you don't have cancer. Well, you know, there are a lot of forms of cancer. If you catch it early and you do the right treatment, you can go into remission and live a normal life. The the irresponsible doctor who's just too nice to tell you you've got it, 
the result of what he does is it's going to make it more likely you're going to die of the cancer because you're not going to seek the treatment until it's too late. These spiritual charlatans who keep telling them everything's okay, you're not going to serve Babylon, what they're really doing is making it more certain that the exile will come. That's what they're really doing. Comments and thoughts on, on that idea? Through verse 11? Interesting, he gives to Nebuchadnezzar all the wild animals of the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The land, the people, and the animals. And then later he becomes one. <laughs> yeah, good point, yes. That is kind of interesting. You know, they all belong to God. You just see, you know, when we don't recognize God's sovereignty, we're so foolish. I mean, God is the one in control. He's the one who directs everything. We're so much better off submitting to him. You know, he says the nation that will bring his neck under the yoke of Babylon and serve him, then he'll get stay in his land. If you don't, no. So we are so, it's just it's like failure to listen to God is just consummate foolishness. It hurts us so badly. Sarah? Did any of these nations uh, actually submit to Babylon, or were they all removed? I don't know of any that submitted. I mean, we know about several of them being punished by Babylon. We know the Babylonians fought against Tyre. We know they went against Ammon. Those two things are reported, at least in the scriptures. So, my guess is they didn't submit. Who's going to listen to Jeremiah when he preaches something they don't want to hear? If his, his own people didn't listen. Good question. Other questions or comments? Alright, why don't we take a break for a few minutes and then we'll come back and work on this some more.